Hey everybody, it's good to see you all again. This segment is just to kind of let you guys know what is going on in this episode. So in this episode, there is a situation um, towards the end or anywhere in this episode, there is a blank. That means there's no sound coming in the episode. And you might think that is your fault. That is my fault. You can blame me, say it was my fault because that is editing problem and that's because of recording and the recording platform that I use. If that happens to be in the in the episode, if that's in it, um, what you need to do is to just disregard it. Don't worry about it. Consider it like an ad break. Consider it like a break. Consider it like we're taking a five-minute break. Consider it like that. So no freaking out. No need to worry. Make sure you guys enjoy the episode. Enjoy what's in it. And y'all have a good one. And enjoy this one. Really enjoy it and have fun. And please disregard the blanks in there because other than breaks. Hope you guys enjoy this episode. And thank you guys for understanding and for your cooperation. Hey everybody, good to see you all again. I'm excited for this one because I get to meet an incredible musician, Pamela Hopkins. I'm so excited for this one. Say hey to the world. Hello. Hey there. I like that you're optimistic and thank you so much for coming and doing this. Thank you. I appreciate you inviting me. Yeah, I kind of wanted to go big. I kind of wanted to kind of get out of the limits of small artists and kind of go big, if you know what I mean. And yeah. We're kind of big, in, in my opinion. Well, yeah. I appreciate that. <laughs> Just growing, 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 growing. Trying to, at least. <laughs> yeah, I can tell you're really growing. Your music is incredible. So you're definitely getting there. You're definitely well. getting there. I think that's all any of us try to do is just, you know, press forward day after day, you know, and, and just try to grow your fan base and and get your message out. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. I think that's in every artist's mind whenever they release their first single or their first album. They always have that state of mind whenever they release music or even before then. Right. Well, I mean, we hope so. You know, a lot of times... Uh, when we released, because I remember releasing, you know, my first EP, and you're like, oh, everybody's going to love it, and they're like, nobody listens to it, and you're like, where are all my friends, <laughs> you know, so you have to find different ways to, to grow that fan base, so and it just takes time. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, most definitely, not, a, not everything in the music world is like fast, I definitely agree, it takes time, it take, takes patience, it really takes a lot to get through the music game, and get through the music world, and then yeah, sure does. Most definitely. So Pamela, a lot of us do not know you. Um, I only read a little bit about you, but the audience out there don't. So um, why don't you kind of give us a little introduction about yourself? Sure. Well, um, my name is Pamela Hopkins, and I am a multi-instrumentalist, dueling piano player, and solo country artist. And I've been in music, I want to say, well, all my life, um, off and on, um, but really started taking it serious about eight years ago when um, I joined the dueling piano world. So if you've ever been to a dueling piano bar, if you haven't, you should check one out. They're all over the country. They're so much fun. Clap along, sing along type place. 
Um, I started that about eight years ago and then about uh, three and a half years ago, I wanted to figure out what my sound was and decided to do the solo artist thing. And so I, I still do dueling pianos all the time and I have a band now and um, I write music all the time. And uh, that's pretty much, you know, I got kids, I have a family and uh, a day job. <laughs> so that's me. I'm just your normal person that's, uh, you know, in my neighborhood waving to my neighbors and at the same time trying to create a future for myself. Oh, wow. You got a very lively and amazing life, I can see, and very packed and scheduled kind of life. Right. Yeah. I have a daughter that's about to graduate high school here in a couple of weeks. So, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> we're really busy right now. So, Oh, yeah, most definitely. I'm, I'm in the same boat as well. I'm in, I'm with you guys. I'm so extremely busy, especially this time of year. So busy for me. I'm sure you can definitely agree. April, May is so busy in June, really. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, my husband and I own our own territory here in Arkansas as well with Balfour. So we do cap and gowns and uh, graduation announcements and class rings. So we're in that type of industry anyway. So we have to service all of our schools so this time of the year day job wise is extremely busy and then you know i've got to keep the the music career going as well so it's it's finding time in the day to be able to manage all that and be able to provide like you know it's my daughter's senior year so being able to do all the things that she needs done you know senior banquet and scholarship stuff and you know all that stuff getting ready for college so just busy busy time of the year oh yeah oh yeah most definitely congrats on your daughter getting ready to graduate send her my congrats well, thank you. <laughs> All right. Thank you for that little intro about yourself. Thank you. Um, let's get to the action, shall we? All right. Sure. So I kind of want to get to know you as a person. Um, I kind of want to get to know you and your music-wise. So we'll kind of go back a little sure. bit um, in time. And so how did Jerry with Music start for you? Well, so um, when I was in... I guess fourth grade, um, and this is how far back it goes, uh, with my first instrument. When I was in fourth grade, you know, they, back then, um, way back in the, you know, the ancient ages, they would come in, the orchestra teacher or the music teacher would come in and they would give all the kids like a hearing test, like how well can you hear tone? And you would take this test. Well, apparently I scored really, really, really well. So the orchestra teacher, her name was Miss Miyake, um, basically called me in and said, hey, you know, you scored really well on being able to hear pitch and difference in pitch. And I think that you've got a music, you know, you've got a music brain, a music ear. And we'd love for you to join the orchestra. So she called my mom and she's like, uh, you know, I want her to play the cello. So that's actually my first instrument. I started in the fifth grade because they tested us in fourth grade. Then in the fifth grade, started playing the cello. Um, went to a music magnet junior high school that you had to apply for. And I got in and did the same thing in high school. And during that time, I learned how to play piano as well in high school, then joined the choir. So at that time I was playing a little bit of piano, the cello full time and singing. And I went to college on a scholarship for orchestra and um, singing for choir and uh, did that and then graduated and gave it up <laughs> pretty much just did karaoke. Mm -hmm. And again, like I said, about eight years ago, I kind of eight and a half years ago, I kind of had a bug in, in my, my ear again to go get back into music. And I was like, you know, I really want to, I want to perform. Like, I feel like I was, I was destined to do this. It's a passion of mine. I've always loved music. I've always loved singing. And this is what I want to do. So my husband and I went to a dueling piano bar here in Arkansas. And I was like, I can totally do this. This is not look that hard. It's, it, I was wrong. It is very hard. <laughs> but 
Yeah. I was like, I can do that. And I went and talked to one of the guys, his name's David Rasika, who I still play across from today. In fact, I played across from him last night at the, at the club. But uh, I said, hey, how do I get into this? Now, I will tell you, I fibbed a little bit. I told him I could play piano already, and I hadn't played in 20 years. So I had to relearn the piano. <laughs> a lot of work at home. But he said, basically, he was like, look, he said, you know, because I got up, on singing, uh, got up on stage and sung with him. He was like, you have an amazing voice. I was like, well, I appreciate it. And I said, I want to do this. He, how do I get into it? And he said, um, well, go home and learn 30 songs and come back and see me. And I was like, okay. So five, six months later, I come back and I'm like, hey, do you remember me? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I remember you. I said, I, well, I learned some songs. Um, he goes, you did? I said, yeah. I'd, li I'd like some help with some of the grooves. And we got together and kind of learned a little bit. And he started letting me get up and sit in on like Thursday nights, which, you know, when you're in the music industry, when you quote sit in, it's free work. <laughs> you're, you're just trying to get stage time and to prove yourself so they'll hire you. Um, I eventually got hired by a different company and finished their training program. And then, like I said, we, we perform um, basically the 40s, 50s to today, all genres. So I have a wide variety of songs that I cover. And then about three and a half, four years ago, I was like, I want to know what I sound like. And uh, like I said, just decided to go, okay, let's find my sound and started searching out original songs. I wasn't doing covers and started writing and that's what i'm doing that's my musical history there you go right there <laughs> oh wow that could literally be a book that could literally yes be, that could literally be a book but you have such a lively kind of life i mean kind of lively you got to do performing basically all the time and you get to your whole life kind of represents music yes so your whole it life does. was music Pretty much. There was a brief time in my, in my twenties and my thirties that, um, you know, when my kids were younger that I, I didn't do anything in music cause I had other careers. And, um, like I said, I came back to music. So, you know, the, the bug was put in me early on in, in age and, you know, even though I gave, gave it up for a while, I came back to it. And I will tell you that right now is probably the happiest time of my life career wise, um, in any career I've had, just because I feel like, my heart is full all the time. I love performing. I love singing and, you know, putting my heart into what I do and watching people smile or dance or hug or laugh. You know what I mean? But bringing out emotion in others is, is really a passion of mine and really enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, I can tell you're really into this. I mean, for years and years on, you've really been into this. I can tell you, you put a lot of heart into what you what you're doing, especially music career. I can see. Definitely, I'm trying. Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying. Well, keep up that grind because it's definitely it's working for you. It's definitely. All right, gotta take a breather after that. Um, moving on. Um, so in the so um, being a lively person you are in your music um, life, you must have had some inspiration to your start. So did you ha do you have any inspirations? Like what inspired you the most? Um, well, if you, if we're talking about artists, you know they're all over the board, all over the place. Because like I said, I, I love all music. I started out in uh, you know playing orchestral, but singing everything. So if I go back to like my earliest influences, people that just inspired me to 
you know, want to dance and want to, to move to music. You know, the earliest one I can think of that really made me, that really sticks out is like Madonna, like her early 80s stuff. Um, I used to, I just remember as a kid dancing to it and just wanting to be Madonna, <laughs> you know, material <laughs> girl and like a virgin. And I used to watch these shows that were on, um, and now I can't remember the name of it that I'm trying to, uh, trying to remember the name of it. But when I was in elementary school, you know, I'm talking about like kindergarten, first, second grade, watching, um, these kids shows, like uh, they were on like the channel four here. So whatever that network was, um, on Saturday mornings where, you know, they had these little skits or whatever, and the kids would sing and dance probably with your generation. It would have been, I don't even know what you guys watch Nickelodeon. You're, I can tell you're younger than me. So, um, Gosh, I'm trying to, I can't remember any of the names of them, but watching them perform and having these songs and doing covers and dancing and singing. Disney, I guess probably would be more what you're familiar with. They didn't, Disney Channel wasn't around when I was younger, but um, I know some, like my kids watch, you know, used to watch the Disney Channel and they would watch, you know, like when Britney Spears was younger, you know, doing like the little dancey, singy type shows that had like a, you know, with iCarly, I don't, like I said, I don't know, Hannah Montana. That, is that more, I don't know how old you are. I'm, I'm thinking about what my kids are doing, but they had something like that when I was younger that would inspire me to want to get up and sing and dance and just have music as part of my life. Now we're talking about artists. Like I said, you have Madonna. Michael Jackson was real big um, when I was younger and his dancing and I used to love watching him dance. Um, Prince was one of the, the artists that I used to love for his writing. Dolly Parton as well. We go country, um, and then you know, moving into the '90s, there was Reba McIntyre and Boys to Men. Like I was all over the place. I even liked hair bands when I was younger, um, which is like you know, Guns and Roses. So my influences are everywhere, and the inspiration um, was mostly artists who sang and danced and choreographed. And I'd watch MTV videos all the time. And, you know, just all of that. I loved, absolutely loved. And I, you know, still, if MTV was still doing music videos, we'd watch them, but you know, they do shows now and I never know when to catch a video. So <laughs> you never know. So. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I really admire those. I admire those as well. And I really admire that you're pretty much all over the place and you don't really limit yourself to just one. You're pretty all over the place, especially with your inspiration, which is something I admire too. I especially I love artists like that. Right. Well, I just, I love music. And I think, you know, a true musician, um, you know, like I said, because I, I play several instruments, um, but a true musician should, should admire, should appreciate all different genres. I mean, even, you know, heavy metal, which isn't my favorite because I can't take the screaming for very long periods of time, but there are some um, heavy metal bands that I even, you know, I used to love and still do today. You know, I, I like Tool, which is, I'm a country singer and I, I enjoy listening to Tool and Incubus and <laughs> I don't know if they're considered heavy metal, but more of the uh, way out of my genre for sure. But, you know, being able to appreciate the art, all, you know, of, of all genres, I think is important. And um, I know several musicians that limit themselves. Nope, I just listen to country or nope, I just listen to R&B. I've never heard of these artists. And I'm like, I try to know a little bit of every every genre because I think it's important where we pull our inspiration for in our writing, in our sound, you know, um, you can always learn from, you know, other genres of music. So not to limit yourself is important, I think. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 
And I wish some people would stop doing that, like stop limiting themselves. I mean, I wish they were like more open like you are, like open to other genres, because I've noticed they've limited themselves to only one genre. I'm sure you've right. seen that. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I, all the time. Uh, you know, they're like, oh, you're playing this, you know. The thing about the job that I do on the weekends, which is the dueling piano gig, um, we're all over the place. So we may play, you know, uh, may play you know, Snoop Dogg next to Reba McIntyre, when we were all over the place. It's whatever the, the request dictate. So I have to know a little of all of it, but people who enjoy that environment, the sing-along, clap-along environment um, of the top 40 songs that we do from the 1940s to today, um, enjoy all music. If you have somebody that walks in, it's like, oh, I only listen to country. They're not going to know half of the songs we do, you know, because we don't just do country. We don't just do rock. We don't just do 80s. We don't, you know just do R&B or rap, but we do. Like I, I rap Salt and Pepper, you know, Gwen Stefani, you know, you name it. We have to know something. One of us in our, on our team knows something by an artist that's a popular artist, generally speaking. So. Oh, okay. So, okay. Thank you for that response. And I, I like your everything with genres. I like artists that are pretty much everything. That's good. That's good. That's really good. Um, and I also heard they're a multi-instrumentalist. So what is your favorite musical music instrument? Why? Um, I really, I would say my favorite musical instrument that I play is the piano. And honestly, because I don't have to tune it. <laughs> <laughs> I play the cello. It goes out of tune. The strings will slip. Um, I'm learning acoustic guitar. Um, again, you have to tune it quite often. I also play the harmonica. That's a fun instrument. Um, I enjoy banging on the drums and I play the bass. So, but my favorite is probably the piano because I can just sit down and just play. There's not much else to it. You know, I don't have to get it out of its case and, you know, tune it up like I do the bass or the, you know, the guitar or the cello. So yeah, the piano. And I just think it's a beautiful instrument. You know, and drums are so bulky. I love them. But like I said, that's already set up. I don't want to have to carry it in and put it together. <laughs> Oh, I see, I see. And I totally respect the piano part because I really love piano, especially piano goes great with all genres. That's why I like a piano. They can go with anything. It does. I mean, if you even listen to, you know, rap, sometimes there's like keyboard in the back or a synth, you know, something that's a piano type sound. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. I especially love raps with a little piano and then a little keyboarding. That, those, are really, those are really cool in my opinion. Right, I agree. They are real. I love those kind. I wish there were more of them, though. Yeah, me too. I would love to listen to piano and rap together. Well, if you come to our dueling piano bar, that's how we play it. <laughs> oh, really? You guys do that? Yep. Every yeah, everything that we do is on a piano. I mean, um, you know, so I play on one side and I have a, a player that plays across from me and we go back and forth and we do a little improv comedy and we do what we call band sets where when we do a changeover where like I'm coming off stage and the team's coming up, we all get on the different instruments and do like a big band song. And then, you know, I take my break, but everything we do is on a piano. So if we're doing, you know, go shorty, it's your birthday, it's done on piano. And maybe the drums might be playing, maybe the drums won't be, I might be beatboxing, I don't know whatever my partner across from me needs for, for support. Oh my God. Y'all sound so much fun. It, it is a fun time. You should, you should really, if you've not been to one, I don't know 
know what area you live in, but if you have not been to one, definitely walk into a piano bar on a Friday, Saturday night, and you can just feel the energy and the vibe if you go into a good one. Um, and, you know, it's important. We take all requests, um, but it's important that if you're going to go into a piano bar and request something that you keep it something that everybody wants to hear because we don't, you know, our jobs are to keep butts in the seats, not for people to leave because we play a song that is obscure. So, you, you know, we tend to play top 40 songs. Oh, all right, all right. I will definitely check, out, uh, check, out, check it out and, I've, and actually go to one. I'm, I'm going to see if I can go to one. Those sounds yeah. so fun. I actually yeah. want to go to one now. I want to actually where, go to one. If you, don't, if you don't mind me asking, like, where, where, what area are you in? Um, right now, I'm in Texas, so I don't know if there is one in Texas. There um, is a bunch in Texas, depending on where, where you live. Like, are you Dallas or Fort Worth or Houston? Yeah, Houston. I'm in Houston. So Houston, you guys might have, I don't know if Louie Louise is down there or if they have a Pete's Piano Bar down there, but um, either totally fun. Like, you you would love it. And I know oh, there's, wow. some in Lu- there's some in Lubbock. There's some in Austin. So... Oh, that sounds fun. I'm definitely check it out later on my phone. I'm definitely going to check it out. How do we go to one? Those and if you come, yeah, if you come to Little Rock, I'm at Willie D's. So it's downtown Little Rock, and it's it's a lot of fun. Like, people come in, and they're like, we're from out of town, and this is, like, the best thing we've ever been to. This is awesome. And I'm like, well, thank you, you know, because we're, we're, if you love music, you'll enjoy it. Oh, okay, all right. Uh I'm not, I'm not sure if I can go to Arkansas, but I will definitely see if I can go there. I will definitely take a trip Well, there. if you do, come see me. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. Yeah. Most definitely. I will definitely. That's on my bucket list to go to Arkansas. That's on my bucket list. Uh, Get it on there. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. Uh, all right. Um, so... And then, um, my God, my brain's a little bit fried. I'm trying to, I'm forgetting. Um, so if it weren't for your music career, what would you be doing? Say that question one more time. If what? Oh, sorry. My audio might be cutting out. That is my bad. I hate when people tell me that. I'm <laughs> sorry. Okay. What I meant when I was saying was that, um, what would happen if you, if you not for your music career? Like, where would you be right now? Um, well, I've had two other careers that are, I guess, three, because um, like I told you earlier, um, my day job, my husband and I own Balfour, Arkansas, so we do class rings and cap and gowns. So I probably at this point in my life would just be doing that um, full time, which I do full time, but I would just wouldn't have this other career on the side taking up my extra time. But um, before that, I was a teacher. I have a master's degree in education, so I was an English teacher. And then before that, I was a police officer for 13 years. So I had already given up those two careers um, to do the the ownership of Balfour here in Arkansas. So I would probably be doing that before I became a full-time musician. So oh. I'm sure that's what I would be doing. <laughs> oh, wow. I had no idea you were a policewoman and a teacher. Okay. That is, that is that's amazing. Yeah. So my, yeah, my first career out of college was the police officer. Um, my husband was a police officer and retired a few years ago. And um, that's, what I decided to do out of college and I enjoyed it and was in the school. So I taught dare. I was a dare, dare teacher and was a school resource officer and then I uh, became a sergeant and went back on patrol. And I'm a pretty, uh, as you say, like sunshiny person. I'm a positive person. I like to smile and 
sometimes that the role um, of a police officer is not always a happy one. So we deal with a lot of trauma and a lot of um, bad things of society, the things we try not to let you guys see. And that just after a while started wearing on me. And I was like, you know, my heart's not in this anymore. I want to be back in the schools and I miss my kids. You know, I was on a shift that I never got to see my own children and uh, decided to go back to school and get my master's degree in education and became a teacher. So teaching there allowed me to be in the schools with students and be being an influence on our young, our youth. And I really loved it. And so I had a lot of people that still call me mom, you know, that from my police days are like, you know, Hey, you kept me out of trouble. And, you know, that I'm still in contact with it. If you go on their profile, it says, you know, who's your mom? And they have me listed. <laughs> they might not have had a mom, you know. But, um, you know, I kept a lot of, try to keep a lot of kids out of trouble that I still have contact with today. And uh, like I said, then became a teacher and have a lot of those kids that I brought home with me, you know, that ended up being my children. So I tell people, I've got three of my body, three children that came from me. And I've got hundreds that I consider my own kids but are you know I did not birth but I really enjoyed teaching and then like I said my parents got sick and had to find something a little bit more flexible to where I could help take care of them so we started doing Balfour and I make my own schedule and then I got into music I was like you know this gives me time to work on music and get back into what I really want to do and that's how it happened so wow that's so amazing so insightful Wow, you're really strong. <laughs> and so courageous, too. You're definitely strong and courageous. Those are the two. Well, anybody that's a teacher is courageous. <laughs> I mean, they're, oh, yeah. woo, they're dealing with everybody's bad old kids. <laughs> mm -hmm. I think that's on every teacher's mind, I think. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Most definite. No, get your bad kids. Oh, you know, yeah. I, think, I, think, I, think, I think COVID woke a lot of parents up. That <laughs> mm -hmm. you know that oh this is what you're dealing with every day you know I saw a TikTok and I don't know if you watch TikTok much but there was one and the lady was like oh dear coronavirus she goes you done made an idiot a teacher you know and she's talking about how uh, you know we had a good custody arrangement <laughs> I sent them off you had a Monday through Friday I, I fed them sent them back to school I had a short weekend and sent them right back to you and now I got them full time anyway it made me crack up and I was like well now you know teachers you know, definitely our heroes because it's, it's hard to deal with your, your kids day in and day out when you're trying to do other work, you know, and they oh, just yeah. want attention. So you need, they need playmates and things like that. So. Mm -hmm. I totally agree. Totally. I think I've seen that one before. I got to check it out again. I got to check the one out again. It cracked me up. <laughs> oh yeah. Then it must be funny then. <laughs> it must be. Um, all right. Um, now this next one, I don't know if you have any because um, <laughs> you're, uh, you're a little bit older, so I don't know if you have this. Um, but um, do you have any dream collaborations? I don't know if you have any, but um, if you do, just yeah, I would, yeah, I would love to collaborate with uh, like Ashley McBride or um, Miranda Lambert. You know, some of, some of the females that I, I kind of align my style up to, Gretchen Wilson, I don't know if she's doing music anymore, but, um, you know, being able to collaborate and, and write with some of them, uh, I would absolutely love to do. Oh, sweet. You and Miranda would sound so good. In fact, you kind of sound like Miranda. No, I, I'm not sure if it's a fence or anything, but you do kind of no, sound like I her. No, I like her. 
I like her. I, I mostly get that I sound like Jennifer Nettles from Sugarland, but um, her or some people go, oh, you sound like a modern Reba. And I'm like, okay. Well, I'm, she was probably one of my biggest influences in the 90s, but I don't try to sound like anybody. I try to just sound like Pamela. Oh, uh, yeah. Pamela. That's good. <laughs> yeah, I try to sound like myself. But I know that, you know, you hear people... You know, so I just sing, sing the songs that, that I write and sing the songs that, you know, that I recorded in my own style and try not to sound like anybody. But I know, you know, sometimes people's voices sound similar, so. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. Um, all right. This next one. Also, I don't know if you've ever gone through this, but um, have you ever gone through a writer's block? Um. I, since I've started writing so much over the last year, I haven't in the last year. Now I did several years, I would say writer's block, block or just didn't have any ideas from my first song till I started writing again. It was years of a writer's block, I guess, or not having time. I don't know. Um, but not like a true writer's block. Like when people actually literally say, you know, I've got writer's block. So no, I would say no. Oh, okay. okay. Now have I gotten stuck on a song? Yeah, just because I have any ideas, but then I could go to another song and work on that. So not a true writer's block. Oh, okay, okay. That's amazing that you never actually had a true one. I've had multiple, but it's so good that you've never really had one. Right. That's powerful that you ever really had one. That's amazing. Well, there's there's, you know, writing exercises you can do that um you know, try to it breaks some of that. I mean, but I say I'm a former English teacher, so knowing those writing exercises and just being able to switch and go, okay, I can't write anymore on this song because I don't know where to go with it. I'm going to let it sit. And then I'm going to go to a different song um, and work on that. But I work with co-writers a lot. So I think when you work with co-writers, it, it, it helps for you not to have the writer's block because you're getting ideas from other people. So I think collaboration is the best way to go to, to keep from getting a writer's block. Oh, yeah. I totally agree. Collaborating. That's why I love to do it when I'm writing a song. I love to collaborate. It gives me more ideas. Right. Well, you know, two, three brains are always better than one. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. You speak in truth. <laughs> uh, all right. Now, here comes something really fun. Um, sure. Now that we got to know you as a person, um, we get to... Now I want to know about your music. So um, what's your creative process like? How do you write a song? Um, so I keep notes in my phone of things I see, things I, you know, um, experience. So I do a lot of observation or things I feel. Um, and I just keep like a running list of notes and song ideas and sometimes some lines that I come up with. If I have like a melody pop in my head, I put it on a voice memo in my phone. And then when I meet with my co-writers, we kind of go over, okay, what are we writing this week? Um, and we talk, so whatever each of us have, um, we just talk to each other about it and we say, hey, yeah, I want to write on that one. And so we kind of just decide together what to write on. And then generally within two hours, we've got a completed song. So, um, which I've been pretty proud of. We haven't left any songs undone. You know, we've finished every song that we've started. So I'm just getting a collection of, of songs to pick from to record when I go back in the studio. 
Oh, wow. And it's so good that you've never had, like, you never had any unfinished songs. I, I'm so glad that you finished all your songs. Right. Well, I had a song about, uh, well, I was writing on it for about three years, and it was before I had co-writers, and I was trying to find the right co-writer. This, this is where, I, like I said, I kind of had a block, but not really. I just didn't have any ideas on this song anymore, and I just moved on to something else. But um, the song that I have releasing this summer called Back When, it took me probably three years to write and complete but it took me getting co-writers because I wrote the first part of it myself and I was like, here's the idea I have. Um, and it took me getting co-writers involved to finish it. You know, once we kind of all started talking about it, collaborating, I was like, oh yeah, here's a good line. Here's a good line. You know, and so we went on. So that one releases this summer. It's called Back When and it's about my childhood and teenage years. So. Oh, wow. I can't wait to see that one getting released. That sounds nice. Yeah. Sounds really it's nice. a fun song. It's a fun song. Oh, a fun song. Now that's really nice. I like right. fun songs. Right. So my next song, and you'll like this one, is called Given a Damn, Don't Go With My Outfit. And it comes out May 7th. So I'm really excited about that one. And I co-wrote that one. We co-wrote that one in about an hour and a half, two hours. Oh. And it's, it's, it's an awesome song. I think you're going to like it. Oh, I can't wait to see that one. Is there any others I should look out for? Anything new coming your way? Like well, I have like four or five songs coming out this year. So like I said, my next one drops May 7th called Giving a Damn. Giving a Damn, Don't Go With My Outfit. And then my next one after that is Back When. Um, I haven't chosen the order of my next three songs after that, but Straight Shooters coming out, um, One More Last Kiss, and One Too Many. So I'll have three more coming out after that and possibly four, one called Me Being Me. Oh, sweet. I'm excited. So th this year's goal, yeah, this year's goal was six songs, but there may only be five that come out depending on time. You know, I'm having to space them out, obviously. Sweet. I'm excited for those. <laughs> well, I'm too. Sweet. So you're not, uh, so are you planning to release an EP or album anytime soon? So I'm releasing them as singles right now. And then when I have 10, then I will re-release it as an album and have CDs pressed. Um, I've already released out of the 10, I have released five. So I'm halfway there. Oh, see, you're almost there. That's good. Yeah. That's good. All right. Um, and just to follow up to your creative process, how would you describe the music that you make? Um, it's, it's country. I, I tend to like, um, more country rock, uh, feel, but sometimes my, you know, my writing goes more towards towards like what the modern country sounds like um to compare I would say you know like Casey Ballerini and an artist like that but um my general style that I like to write is more like a Gretchen Wilson uh, attitude type song you know that's why I have given a damn don't go with my outfit coming out because it's more like an attitude song and then you know I just did a love song back in um February called Little Things that's done pretty well it was number one on the indie charts in Australia and then was a uh, number one on the iTunes chart in South Africa. So, um, you know, it's my writings all over the place. My style is all over the place, but my gen what I usually like is more like a country rock type style. Oh, okay. Okay. Wow. I like those genres and congrats on being number one on iTunes. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. It's a great song. It's a great duet that I wrote with a guy named Matt, Matt Dame and he's out of Nashville. Oh, I'll definitely check that song out. Please do. 
that's going on my list. And I have so many songs, and not just from you, from all the other people that I've interviewed in the past. So I've got to check all these. Oh, wow, damn, I have a lot of them. <laughs> well, listen to mine first. You'll love it. I think it's a great duet. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yours is going at the top. Yours is going there. All right. I like these answers, but um, here comes something really fun. This is something that I love. This is my favorite part of the show. I love this part. Uh, so people out there, they don't believe you. They don't. They want to see what you got. They want to see if you're really a true country artist. So this is your time to kind of showcase any music that you have. And perform for us. I don't. I'm sitting in bed. <laughs> I don't even have, I know I was going to have to do that. And I worked the last two nights. I don't know that I would actually be able to. I can't play anything right now. Obviously, I don't have my piano in front of me. Um, you could do a cappella. Uh, I could do a cappella. Let's see. I don't even know because, uh, like I said, I've worked the last two nights and my voice is not even warmed up. Um, gosh, do you have a country song in mind that I could just? <laughs> uh, you want to co cover a song yeah let's see because I mean I, you know they can always look on my my Spotify and all that let me think um the one that's coming to mind is the one that was just put on Country Rebel but I can't I don't think I can sing it in the original key because it, like I said I've you know my voice isn't warmed up and then I've worked I think I've sang probably a total of seven or eight hours in the last two nights. So my voice is kind of raspy right now. And today's normally my vocal rest day. Um, okay, let me see. I'm thinking uh, this one. Suppose I call you up tonight and told you that I love you. Suppose I said I want to come back home. Suppose I cried and said I think I finally learned my lesson. I'm tired of spending all my time alone. Is that okay? <laughs> yeah, keep going. It's probably all I, ah, my voice, hang on. I'm going to try to do this. Um, and I'm trying to remember the words. All my time alone. I told you that I realized you're all I ever wanted. And it's killing me to be so far away. Would you tell me that you love me too? And would we cry together? Would you simply laugh at me and say, I told you so. Oh, I told you so. I told you one day you'd come crawling back and asking me to take you in. That's the best I got right now because I don't even know what key I'm in. <laughs> That's okay. That was good. That was good. Yeah. That you can find that one on, on my YouTube and actually in a key with a guitar player playing with me. It's on my YouTube. It's also, it was featured on Country Rebel, um, the Facebook page, Country Rebel, which has 8.6 million followers. So, and I think we had last time I checked almost 80,000 listens to it. So. Oh, wow. <laughs> that was amazing. Well, I think I did it like a step higher and not with a raspy voice. So, but there you go with that. Put it being put on the spot. That's probably the best I got right now. That's okay. That was really good. Well, thank you. 
I have no, I haven't seen singing like that in, in a while. That was good. Wow, oh, I appreciate it. Wow, that was that was incredible. Wow, I'm taking a breather after that one, but um, just another huge thank you for coming um, for coming and doing this. Thank you so much. Well, I appreciate you inviting me. No problem, and um. Now here comes something else. Um, this is like the end credits. This is the part where you get to shout out anyone, any last word you want to say, any advice you want to give. Um, you just do it. Well, I mean, I would love for your listeners to go to my uh, Facebook, or not my Facebook page, but my website, um, music.com. All my social media is there my YouTube channel, my official music videos, any, um, you know, pictures, I've got merch, um, and you can follow me there, send me a message. I love hearing from people and, uh, getting to know people. Um, so anything like that, uh, like I said, that's www.pamelahopkinsmusic.com. And if somebody is trying to pursue a career in music, the advice I would give would be just do something daily, get on an instrument daily, sing daily, write daily, do something that's going to propel you forward because you can think about it and talk about it all you want, but until action happens, you're still in the same spot. So 30 days in a row, start it, you know, something, have a plan. And before you know it, you'll be well on your way. Nice, nice. I couldn't set it better myself. Well, I appreciate you asking me to, to do an interview with you. And, um, you know, I hope you must, wish you must, much success in your podcast. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I hope it goes big, though. But it's going good so, so far. Well, that's awesome. I got to do it daily. Daily, daily, daily. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. If I can have another one later. So that's a, good, that's a good start, right? That's good. Yeah. Hey, if you can keep people booked, yep. You're correct. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm booked all this month, so I'll be busy a lot. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. And y'all check her out. She's amazing. You just heard her sing. She's amazing. I appreciate that. And y'all make sure to check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all on Rapid Out Podcast. Um, and make sure to check this episode out along as many others and many future ones coming. And um, that's pretty much it for me. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this one. Um, the, uh, you are really amazing. Thank you so much for I appreciate and doing this. Well, and thank you. Thank you for asking me to. No problem. No problem. All right. Um, I gotta take a breather after, but um, I hope you guys have a wonderful day or night wherever you guys are, and stay tuned for more tomorrow to come. Hope you guys have a good one. Bye, everybody.